Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and we have another great show for you today. Armin and I will be talking about the most effective ways to use your own insulin for optimal training results and low glycemic carbs better than high glycemic. Are they? Hmm, that's a big question. All right, so that's mm -hmm. what we're going to get into today. Armin, how's it going today, man? Going good. Got uh, got my chest and tricep workout in today. Feeling good on that, and uh, just getting as much stuff done today as possible because the weather is still nice when I'm able to do something this weekend. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Florida is uh, really nice right now. We got that cold oh, yeah. snap going, and this is like the perfect time of year for great weather. Mm -hmm. But anyway, let's let's get into the show. Uh, the most effective ways to use your own insulin for optimal training results. You know, this is pretty interesting because we've talked about insulin a lot on our other podcast, Frank Mills Reality Fitness. Yeah. We dove in deep in a lot of different areas on why it's so important, but I'm really glad you touched on this again in the NSP Nutrition Show. Um, it's a very interesting topic. It affects a lot of people, insulin, diabetes, all that good stuff. So mm -hmm. what made you decide to talk about this topic in the show today? Well, for like the, you know, the people at the NSP that follow NSP, they're looking for better training results. And insulin is a critical factor, whether people realize it or not, when it comes right, to right. losing body fat and also to help improve the storage of your nutrients into the cells. So you get better recovery and training effects um, because insulin can be anabolic with its properties. So uh, I felt like, you know, I, I run into a lot of people and I ask about it and they're just not that knowledgeable about it. And I feel like this would be mm -hmm. a good thing to get guys to understand or people to understand that it's a pretty important how you manage your insulin, especially for long-term health, because we have a huge problem in this, in this uh, nation and other countries with insulin resistance mm -hmm. because people are not using the nutrition the way they should to keep their insulin sensitivity high, which is much better for your health. Because what they're finding is insulin resistance, um, uh, just on this topic as it is, is one of the biggest reasons for cardiovascular disease, more so than actual cholesterol. So, mm -hmm. uh, and you're seeing it become more common with diabetes because people are just eating this uh, unhealthy food that's full of carbohydrates right. and sugars, and it's, it's just not working for them. So, but I, there's benefits to it if you use it the right way. So I want to highlight the benefits of it. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Well, you know, normally when somebody hears insulin, they automatically think in a negative light and go right to diabetes and think of all these negativity uh, topics and subjects, because that's what we've heard when, when yeah. it comes to insulin. So it's probably a good thing. Why don't we take a step back and just explain how insulin works? Yeah, good point. Well, insulin is a it's a peptide hormone. It's produced by the, the cells of the pancreatic isolates. Okay, so it comes mm -hmm. from the pancreas. And it's considered to be the main anabolic hormone of the body 
because of what it does, because it regulates the metabolism of carbohydrates, fats, okay. and protein by promoting the absorption of glucose uh, from you know, in the bloodstream into the liver uh, and, and also body fat and the skeletal muscles. Typically, you want it to go to the liver and the skeletal muscles because then you don't have any leftover that would go to storage for body fat. So that's mm -hmm. one thing to keep in mind. Now, uh, you know, it's typically released when you have a large meal that has you know, carbohydrates in it. Um, so you get a high level of glucose in the bloodstream. And so it helps to uh, get that glucose into the cells. Uh, but, you know, if you don't, if your muscles and liver are full of glucose, mm -hmm. it's going to do the job. Unfortunately, it's going to push it into the fat cells because they're already full. And a lot of people don't realize that. They think eating carbs and calories is how it works. You monitor your calories. They don't understand insulin has nothing to do with calories. Insulin mm -hmm. has to do with getting sugar and carbohydrates put into the muscle's liver or if it's already full, putting it to body fat. And that's why you have a lot of people who have a lot of excess body fat because of what they're doing with their nutrition. So you need to understand how insulin works if you want to stay lean and use it to get better results from your training. Now, I had to learn all that. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Well, that, that actually brings up a question I have for you is, does insulin affect muscle growth then with all that information you just shared with us? It can, you know, again, okay. to build muscle, you need amino acids and fats for your hormones. So those are what help mm -hmm. really build muscle. Okay. But, you know, insulin helps give the sufficient glycogen stores to support the muscle building process by adding, by aiding in protein synthesis. So that's mm -hmm. where it can help you there. So as an example, um, you know, to further enhance the nutrient uh, storage and muscle fullness after exercise, what you are find with, what these high level bodybuilders have found out is they can improve that by taking actual insulin after a large meal. And this is really, it's a high risk type of thing um, because when, when you have an insulin spike like that, when you're, you're taking a shot of insulin, and that's what we're talking about here, they're taking an actual shot of insulin, then, when it spikes like that, it does push the nutrients into the cells uh, very effectively. And again, they're okay. training, so they're lean. So they're going to put it into the muscle cells and deliver. So it's different than storing excess body fat. Now they're still going to, you know, if they eat too much, if they eat too much, they will store some excess body fat. But that, that's how some of these guys have gotten really massively huge is because of the, the, the way they eat and using insulin. So it's uh, it's kind of a unique thing that has become popular. And a lot of people, uh, well, some of the re some of the people feel like that's what's causing the big guts of these bodybuilders, these huge, mm -hmm. massive bodybuilders, because of all the food they're eating, along with you know growth hormone. I guess was another element to it. But the point of the matter is, is if you use insulin a specific way, it can help with develop uh, your muscle and improve your muscle growth. <clears throat> okay, so I gotta rewind a little bit because you blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> you you are gonna actually say that again for me that that high level bodybuilders are actually taking insulin i mean did i hear that right that sounded kind of crazy yeah and i've i've talked to some of them and you know i was kind of shocked by it all but yeah what they do is wow. they they eat it they, they uh, take the insulin shot and then mm -hmm. they start eating and they eat until they can't really eat anymore and so with this insulin being elevated at a high level uh, especially if you have good insulin sensitivity, because mm -hmm. you do when you're younger, and most of these guys are younger, 
it's going to push those nutrients right into the cells and help expand uh, or help improve the, um, the the process of absorbing the nutrients. And it it seems to work. So, but at the end of the day, you can still do something similar just naturally, and that's what we want to talk about today. Well, to me, it sounds uh, I. I... I would say a little dangerous and I, I don't know if well, that's is. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So Armin, from your experience and for what you know, what's the most effective way to use your own insulin safely and you can get the results that you want? So when it comes to, and this is the context of building muscle. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the context of building muscle, I like what I do is, after I uh, train and then I eat, mm-hmm. uh, I like to, you know, I want to have some protein within uh, 30, 45 minutes after training to help the recovery process. So if you train the evening, the good approach would be to have, you know, your protein and then some, you know, a decent amount of carbohydrates, high glycemic carbohydrates, okay, because you're going to cause an insulin spike with high glycemic carbohydrates, similar to what we talked about with these guys taking actual insulin shots, which can cause you to black out and have all kinds of health problems. Don't mm-hmm. recommend that. Right, but on right. a natural level, you eat the high, eat, when you eat the high glycemic carbs, you get the insulin spike to come up. And what happens is, is when those, when the food's absorbed, then it drops right back down. So it's up and then right back down. Now, the nice thing about that is now you go back to burning fat. So for me, I like to use it in the evening. And so when you get this insulin spike, another thing that happens is it elevates your serotonin levels, mm-hmm. which makes you feel good and happy and all that, but then also causes excess that, that serotonin converts to melatonin and that puts you in a drowsy, sleepy state. So right, you actually right. get a good night's sleep. And typically when that happens, you're going to get a better growth hormone response because you're getting better REM sleep and a real deep sleep. And mm-hmm. a lot of my clients that have done this, they've noticed better sleep from doing it. So that's how I recommend using it. Now, if you train earlier in the day, then, which is what I do too, then it's all, if you're pretty lean, then it's okay to have some carbohydrates with your protein after okay. you trained, again, to get an insulin spike to help push the nutrients right into the cells as quickly as possible. Okay. And, and you mentioned high glycemic foods, and I was going to ask you, um, are, are there particular foods that you feel are better for this process? And I think you kind of answered with high glycemic. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, some examples of high glycemic is going to be uh-huh. like white potatoes. It's, you know, the so-called bad carbs is what okay. we're talking about here. So, you know, white potatoes, uh, white sticky rice, pasta right, okay. not whole grain just regular pasta mm-hmm. breads okay. you know breads can do that um you know corn peas your starchy vegetables and mm-hmm. they're good for that um now okay. you can also venture into uh things that are really good like cakes and cookies and things like that but you know one thing you want to do there is make sure they're homemade if you're going to have some of those but right you right. can have those too but fruits are also good, like grapes and watermelon and pineapple. These are high glycemic too. So that's how you can use your fruits to a good advantage uh, with uh, enjoying the carbohydrates that you're having. As this, these are just, this is not a comprehensive list. It's just some examples. Right. So, so by doing this, um, how can this affect you either for losing body fat or 
actually losing some body fat. I mean, I mean, is this a possibility by actually doing this? Well, in my opinion, based on, you know, my own personal results and, and work with my clients, mm-hmm. you get leaner by doing this process. Uh, oh. So kind of give an example. It's like, if you carbohydrate load is what I call it. Okay. Okay. You know, the process I, I use is called carb cycling, but the carbohydrate load in the evening, you get the insulin spike. Okay. okay. Then it, when it does its thing and it drops right back down, now you go back to fat burning mode. So as you sleep, you got the hormones kicking in, you got, they, they need fats to do the work. So you're going to start burning cholesterol and things to help rebuild the cells because you need cholesterol to do that. So mm-hmm. that's going to be happening all night long. So you're burning fat, which is great. And then when you wake up, that is still happening. So you're going to continue to burn fat. So mm-hmm. when you eat, you know, it's better to not have any carbohydrates because you're going to continue to burn fat, but you want to have some protein and fat so that you have good energy. And you're also got the amino acids in the system to help, again, keep protein synthesis working to help build mm-hmm. muscle tissue. So I go low carb throughout the, the majority of the day. And then uh, well, I'll just you know carb load in the evening. Now, if you're overweight, you have to do it a lot more strategically because you've got a lot of excess body fat you got to get rid of, and so you mm-hmm. need to lift that carb. You know, you got to minimize your carbs a little bit more strategically so that you use more body fat for the energy, but it can still be used to help you with your muscle building process. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I hope that makes sense. <clears throat> it does. Um, I guess. The thing I was thinking of as you were explaining that was, you know, there are folks out there that are insulin resistant that have some real problems. Um, does yeah. any of this have an effect on those folks? Well, that's a good question. A good point. Um, you know, again, what we're seeing here in the, especially in the United States is a large carbohydrate sugar based diet. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of talk about uh, the, extent of that but when you start eating a lot of carbohydrates and sugars what happens is that you can only have so much insulin secreted and so much insulin working on the cell receptor sites then over time there's so much going on that they're just overwhelmed and they just quit doing their job mm-hmm. and now you have excess glucose floating around your system and it keeps getting stored quicker and quicker to body fat and that's how you see these people get really, really huge uh, just eating carbohydrates. And it's not about eating fat. It's about eating carbohydrates. Now, when the fat on top of that, that just magnifies the situation even worse because mm-hmm. they're not burning that energy. So the way to avoid insulin resistance would be, like I suggested, it's just having one quality carbohydrate meal or even less a right, day. Right. Okay. So you'd, you would have the carbohydrates. And then in the evening and then throughout the day, you'd have hardly any carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So you have insulin sensitivity staying at a high level and you need insulin sensitivity at a high level to help absorb the nutrients more effectively. But if you look at most people and what they eat, they're starting Mm -hmm. the day off with the, you know, some toast and juice. And then, you know, maybe they'll have some protein, some eggs or whatever, or they're doing oatmeal because everybody thinks oatmeal is all that which I believed that for a period of time. And I no longer believe that I'm not a big Mm -hmm. fan of oatmeal anymore. And I ate a lot Mm -hmm. of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you keep eating carbohydrates throughout the entire day, yeah, you're going to have insulin functioning all the time and the body, it can't stay, it can't keep it at a high level. Uh, Even if you're 
a trained athlete, you got to still got to manage it some, right? Um, because if you, and we're going to talk about it later, but you know the way that the 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 government suggests how to eat and have right. good proportions and stuff is the the pyramid as they call it it's upside down so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah i mean um you, you don't want to assume that your body handles all this because what happens is what they're seeing like i mentioned before is insulin resistance is the number one factor what they're seeing now to heart disease it wow. causes more inflammation which causes blood flow to slow down and it's just not beneficial to have mm -hmm. have that as a as a, a side effect and then obviously as insulin resistance continues then you go to pre-diabetic which basically is diabetic and then you you're just a few feet from being a diabetic so right, now you have right. to go through the next stage of having to deal with that right uh, so if you catch it early which can be through lab work then you can get it corrected i got a client uh, recently he hadn't checked his lab work in three years he's in his 50 he's early fit he's like i think he's going to be 50. Wow. And his insulin, his uh, HbA1c came back at ten. You know, sevens and sevens diabetic. He came back at ten, so it was like wow. Uh, but you know, didn't know. Yeah, yeah, didn't know. Yeah. And so now it's like we got to get to work and getting that correct as quick as possible. And then we mm -hmm. caught it early enough that we could do that. So this is an example. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just like we actually talked about yesterday on Frank Mills Reality Fitness, our other podcast, you know, the perception of advertising, you know, with uh -huh. orange juice, er everyone thinks, hey, a glass of orange juice with a, a great breakfast is a good thing. And I'm not trying to knock orange juice, but, you know, if if you analyze what you're intaking, orange juice isn't really one of the best things to have first thing in the morning with a breakfast. I mean... Well, no, it's it's concentrated sugar because there's no fiber. They took the fiber out. Even if you bought mm -hmm. orange juice with some pulp, right. you know, there's not a lot of benefit to it because all you're doing is causing insulin to come up and mm -hmm. shut off the fat brain process. And what's your benefit? Tell me the benefit. That's the thing that I like to know when people are thinking, well, yeah, you should have that. Okay, well, what's the benefit? Well, you need carbs for your brain. Well, right. no, carbs can help the brain too, but so, do, so can fats. You know, So you don't need carbs for the brain uh, mm -hmm. that's just something else that people are pushing to help sell more you know carbohydrate right. uh, and sugar-based products and that's just my take on it <laughs> and that's where you gotta to be careful because you know the perception is reality sometimes and people see that in a commercial and just assume that that's okay and yeah the really... second stage right yeah. right now i am kind of curious for the stuff that we talked about before uh, I, am assuming that's part of your carb cycling program that you work on. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on using carbohydrates and insulin the right way to get mm -hmm. better results from your training, but also not to you know, make the insulin resistance a bigger problem or to add more body fat. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I use it. And it allows you to eat foods of diversity. So that you're not limited. You just use them and use them more strategically. So that's mm -hmm. why I like it. So your gut microbiome can um, can can continue to flourish with all types of foods, and that's the number one reason I think why people fall off of a new nutrition plan or a diet, whatever you want to call it, is because you're told that you can't have certain things, but with yeah. your program, carb cycling, you can. 
but in moderation and it's more planned and staged, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to advocate processed food at all. Right, so right, it's carb right. cycling, but it's with real food. Real and to food, me, right. you know, I, I think it's very effective. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, Armin, any other information before we wrap up? Yeah, I just want to say that uh, you want to keep your insulin sensitivity as high as possible, as low as possible. Mm-hmm. Because if you do not, then you're going to become insulin resistant. And that's going to cause a whole host of health problems that are not going to go away unless you correct it. Because it's just going to get worse. And this this needs to be an eye opener for a lot of people uh, to 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 get getting get engaged with and understand how it works because mm-hmm. it can actually make your life a lot more uh, effective. Because when you can control these things, then you can control the aging process. You can control how you feel. Because when your ins- when your insulin sensitivity goes away, you start having energy problems. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're not absorbing the nutrients the way you want. They're not getting used the way they want. So this is a better way to control it, understand it, and, and not let it take take advantage of you. And then also be involved with, you know, all these other people that are promoting carbohydrates and sugars and all that kind of stuff. People, mm-hmm. if you care about your health, you want to focus on it. So that's that's what I want to say. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this segment. Hey, before we go to break, I just want to let everyone know that take advantage of the products that are on NSP Nutrition. I mean, they've got some great workout gear, either from the NSP logo or from Vince's gym. They got hoodies in for the winter. And hey, you know, if you're looking for that uh, special gift for somebody who's uh, into fitness, working out, or hey, you know, just get them some supplements or a gift card even for some supplements. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they would appreciate that. But uh, like I said, Arm and I, we're going to take a quick break. So stand by for A quick word from NSP Nutrition, and Arm and I will be right back. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and now we're going to start on the low glycemic carbs. Uh, are they better than high glycemic carbs? That's the question, um, and we're going to get into this. So I guess, Armin, since we were talking about insulin earlier, this totally makes sense to talk about. Um, and, and we're, I, I think from our conversations, we know, but all carbs are not the same, right? Correct. And there are always going to be a lot of debate on this one because mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's a lot of experts, there's a lot of theories, there's a lot of uh, uh, different studies and things like that. So, uh, but hey, you know, it's what it is. Right. And to me, though, um, you know, there's a, there's a huge difference in how you want to eat them. I mean, carbs are carbs to a certain point, but if you want to use them the right way, in my opinion, then, mm-hmm. then there's a way to, to do that. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, when it comes to carbs, um, I mean, you're talking that there are some good carbs and bad carbs. Do we want to get into that? Yeah, well, um, let me just kind of touch on, you know, the difference between the two. Okay. Okay. You know, the high glycemic carbs are going to cause an insulin spike and you have medical professionals that feel that that's a bad thing. And I would agree if you're eating 
carbs all day long, you keep spiking your insulin. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's not good. So I agree okay. with that. But using an insulin spike with high glycemic carbs can be a good thing. So I want everybody to kind of keep that in mind. Now, the the, the foods that um, have a low glycemic load, mm -hmm. the thing is that they burn slower. And so the experts feel that controls your blood sugar much better and keeps it more balanced. So I get that mm -hmm. too. I, you know, it makes okay. a good point. But it's not going to help push the nutrients into your cells, in my opinion, like the high glycemic carb. Uh, strategy that I like to use. So okay. you can still have some, but at the same time, you want to kind of, if you want to enhance your training, use mm -hmm. the high glycemic carbs for after training to get a better effect. But you can also have the low glycemic carbs with that, or, uh, you know, if you're going to have some carbs throughout the day, again, don't recommend very many, just to keep it. Typically, I like to keep it under 30 grams a day. Now, that's just pretty mm -hmm. low. Okay, okay. Until, I, until I carbohydrate load for, for clarity. Okay. All right. So high and low, let's start with the low. What are some of the low glycemic carbs out there? Okay. So yeah, good question there. Uh, basically like sweet potatoes, soy mm. products, beans, okay. uh, a lot of fruits are low glycemic. Uh, berries are kind of low, like low, low glycemic blueberries and raspberries, mm -hmm. blackberries, things like that. Milk, uh, pasta, uh, different grainy types of pasta, grainy breads are going to be a lower glycemic, oats, mm -hmm. uh, lentils, and things like that. So they're going to burn kind of slow and steady. Um, so if you're going to use those, again, I would use them as, a, as a, in conjunction with your high glycemic carbs if you just want to use it to kind of fill up a little bit. Right, um, but right. at, at the end of the day, you, know, you want to not have a lot of those all the time is your main focus of your carbohydrate mm -hmm. intake in my opinion so that's kind of where i'm at with it you know it's kind of funny that you brought up um sweet potatoes because we were out to dinner the other night and mm -hmm. a friend of ours he got sweet potato fries and i'm like okay and he goes yeah i order these because these are much healthier than normal fries and i didn't say yeah. a word i'm just <laughs> Okay, well, that's dude. what I'm talking about. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. you know, a nutritionist or dietitian comes in and says, "Well, yeah, they're better for you because they're low glycemic," uh, but a fry is a fry, you know, whether right. they like, whether they want to realize that or not. So that's right, not a, right. and you know, it's it's not a vegetable as some people right. think it is. So, uh, anyways, but yeah, I I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we touched on some of the low glycemic. What are some of the high glycemic carbs out there? Okay, so like I kind of mentioned earlier, this is going to be like white sticky rice, white potatoes. Right. Um, you're going to have, I mean, fruits such as uh, grapes and watermelon and pineapple, uh, papaya, things like that. And uh, mm -hmm. your different dairy products that are sweetened with the uh, fruits like yogurts are typically like that, too. So, mm, okay. you know, again, we want quality high glycemic carbs. So, again, peas and corn. Or another good combination uh, to add into that um but you you again use them in the right way and you'll get a lot of benefit from them but those are just some examples it's not an exhaustive list but that's some examples absolutely absolutely um i guess when it comes to eating these high glycemic carbs 
You know, I, I always think, and, and I heard you say towards the beginning of the show, talking about there are certain time frames to eat and not to eat them. Uh, is there a better time to eat high glycemic carbs? In my opinion, absolutely, yes. Okay, so, okay. you know, if you consume high glycemic carbs, you know, with like 30 to 45 minutes after your training with some protein, it's going to mm -hmm. help push those nutrients because you get the insulin spike. It's going to help push those nutrients into the cells very effectively. So okay. you're less likely to have, you know, any spillover. And again, you don't need a ton of carbohydrates after that. I mean, we're talking, it could be 15 to 20 grams, you know, after you train to get right, some carbohydrates, right. get the carbohydrates, in, get that spike and push the nutrients into the cells. It doesn't need to be a mm -hmm. bunch of carbohydrates. So that's the, the one thing I like to say. And this is going to help mm -hmm. speed up your recovery and because you're going to replenish the muscle cells, the muscles that were using glycogen. And you're okay. going to replenish the liver as well because as it breaks things down, it's going to start to use some of that glucose. And this is a good thing. So the that, key absolutely. is is not getting too much. Right, right. So um, that being said, you know, when it comes to eating carbs, a lot of people have them all throughout the day, morning, afternoon, heavy at dinner sometimes. Uh, yeah. Is, is it a bad idea to eat carbs all throughout the day? In my opinion, yes. I, you know, if you're young and you're lean, you're going to use that glycogen, the sugars up pretty effectively, mm -hmm. especially if you exercise. So that's okay. going to be a little different exception to that. Okay. But most people aren't in that condition okay if you look at america it, it doesn't work that way so right right i would i would really suggest you know taking uh making your carbohydrate meal the biggest one in the evening like i talked about before because you get the insulin spike it comes up and it drops right back down and then you get fat burning working because when you get up in the morning and you have some carbohydrates typically five grams or more Mm -hmm. it's going to require insulin to come up to help process the carbohydrates and the sugars. You know, okay. Generally, it's going to be carbohydrates. So once the insulin comes up and does that, now you shut off the fat burning process the rest of the day. And because insulin's floating around, to keep your energy up, it's going to want you to eat more carbohydrates for energy. Mm -hmm. And so then that's why people snack a lot because they're running low on energy. They want to keep their energy up, keep their alertness and things like that. So they start leaning towards the quick reflex type foods, which are basically processed carbs. And then you throw some caffeine on top of that to keep their, their energy and their you know alertness up. And that's mm -hmm. when you start running into problems. It's not a good long-term strategy because once you stop doing that and you just rely on your protein and fat, your fats burn four to six hours. So there's not a lot of cravings. You just need right. protein to help, help spare muscle loss. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what the protein's for. So if you eat protein and fat, then you shouldn't have a problem with continue mm -hmm. to build quality muscle and also, you know, staying lean. Which, right. You know, I think that's a win for most people. Uh, I would think. <laughs> I, I would think so too. A absolutely. Now, a lot of people, I'm sure they're at home or playing it on their podcast and going, well, wait a minute. Cause people like to know how much, and then they always, not, not always, but a lot of people count calories too. So, when we get into yeah. carbs and the proper amount or an, an amount that you feel that they should intake, um, how much should someone consume in a day? You know, if they're going to eat carbs, uh, is there a certain amount? Is there a measured amount? I mean, 
you're the expert. Well, so what do you think? Well, uh, in my opinion, there's a lot of ways <laughs> to approach it. Okay. But right. let me just say this, the, uh, the dietary guidelines mm-hmm. for America and recommends your diet be 45 to 65% carbohydrates as part of your daily, uh, calorie intake. Wow. I mean, okay. So let's look at that. So if you get 2000 calories a day, you know, for something like me, I need, I need 2000, 2500 calories a day minimum, okay. um, to maintain where I'm at. So between 900 and 1300 of your calories are going to be from carbohydrates. Okay. So that's going to translate to 225 to 325 grams of carbohydrates a day. So can you imagine all the insulin is going to be needed to process that every single day? I mean, let's get real people. Right. Right. That is not a good thing. That's horrible. And it's not even Mm. necessary. And most of those carbs are not going to be real food. They're going to be processed food, quick to reach type of things. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think you should be consuming near that. So to me, if you're trying to stay lean, then I would stay. I keep my main part of the day with you know 30 grams or less. And if I'm going to carbohydrate load in the evening, then I may do you know 100 to 200 grams of carbs total. Right. right. Okay. At the most, just to load. But I don't carbohydrate load every single night either because it's not necessary. Right. You, you don't right. burn up all your glycogen just from one workout session. It doesn't work. That doesn't happen. You burn up right, some. Right. You're not gonna burn it all off. So I That's would a focus of on insulin too, right? <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I would. So with that being said, I would focus on if you're trying to get lean, keep it under 30 grams a day, and then you know, you pick it. And then you need to again cycle the carbohydrates so you have some carbohydrate loading days, but that should mm-hmm. keep your insulin sensitivity nice and high, allow you to burn more body fat, but also have good strength when you train. Cause that's what mm-hmm. I've seen. The strength has been really solid and I got good energy too. And I don't have to get stressed out about missing a meal. Right. You know, that's right. another thing. People are eating way too much you know, based on the activity they do. They're just eating way too much period. And that's, and most of it's going to yeah. be carbohydrates. So that's kind of, you know, I would say, uh, you know, my philosophy as mm-hmm. far as, the way I would approach it and the way I approach it with my clients. Because my clients, when they start doing this, they're really confused initially, but then once they start doing it, then they realize, oh, well, this works so much better because it's, mm-hmm. it's more manageable. You don't need to right. be eating four to six, you know, five and six meals a day. You know, right. That's not easy right. to manage with anybody's schedule. So with this, you can have two, two to three meals and then supplement with some other protein to keep, your, keep you in a positive nitrogen balance and get a better return for your efforts and stay lean and keep your strength up. So that's kind of how I approach it. Well, from the information you've offered us today on high glycemic and low glycemic, I kind of have a feeling I already know the answer to this question. However, are high glycemic carbs better than low glycemic? Okay. So like, again, you want to use a high glycemic to help insulin work for you, mm-hmm. but you still need, you need to keep the gut microbiome functioning. And what I'm talking about here is getting a mixture of all kinds of foods. So you get mm-hmm. good flora and good uh, bacteria in the gut. So right, you can't, right. you can't start taking real certain real foods out of the mix because mm-hmm. that's going to affect your gut microbiome. And that's what happens right. with people when they just lean to one side, you know, they just right. stick with <laughs> just, you know, meat and just protein and fat. If you do that mm-hmm. all the whole time, 
it could work for you, but at the same time, you're going to start to affect your gut microbiome because you're not getting other nutrients that you would get from other vegetables and other food sources. Again, real food sources. So that's how I look at it. So I don't mm -hmm. say no to anything, but I'm going to say, okay, right. well, how can I better mix this to get a better result? And that's, so that's kind of how I look at it. Okay. So at, at the earlier part of the segment and earlier in the show, you had mentioned a couple of times of having uh, your actual levels checked. Uh, is this something that you think that maybe you should do annually? What, every six months? I mean, well, I would get it done annually, um, mm -hmm. especially if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates daily. Because okay. here's the thing I find interesting in the medical community is if your glucose level is a little high, they don't really worry about mm -hmm. it. Right. Okay, well, right. I think that's a that's a red flag because if the glucose levels are, are low, then they're not worried. But they're going to say, yeah, Yo, you're great. But when they say if it's a, a hundred or higher, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. yeah, you're okay. You know, but when you got to need to start watching it. Okay, I would say if your uh, glucose level of the readings are 100, then you need to get an HbA1c reading to see what's going on, to see what that level is going to be. Mm -hmm. So to kind of give you an example, if, if your glucose comes back and you have some lab work done, which I think at the bare minimum once a year, it's not, it's not expensive. I think it's a great way to make sure you see, see if you're on target. Mm -hmm. If your glucose reading comes back at 87 or less, right. Based on the research I've seen, you're bulletproof. Nothing to worry about. Now, if it starts coming back higher than that, then I would get the HPA1C reading done because you want mm -hmm. you want that level when you get the results from that, you want to be between four to five point six percent and then an ideal range. You don't want it super low, but you want to be in your right. ideal range. Okay, so once it starts getting between five point seven and six point four, they call that pre-diabetes okay which basically means you're you're, you're going to be diabetic so anything higher than that then you are diabetic so that they have these mm -hmm. little gray areas so i think it's a great wake-up call because mm -hmm. if you can find out now make the changes so it doesn't you don't become diabetic the thing is you get too much too much sugar in the system especially with fructose as well a lot of people eat way too much of that it starts damaging the capillaries you know, which is real important for your sensitivity, your hands and your feet. So then you mm -hmm. get neuropathy, you get all these other conditions and it's going to start damaging your tissues and it's going to start damaging your organs. And it's, it's just nasty when diabetes gets fully set on, it's hard to manage. You, you then you really have to sacrifice because you can't mm -hmm. have certain things and you have these cravings because of the, uh, of dealing with the uh, condition as it is. Mm -hmm. So get a jump on it, get it checked and then make, take corrective procedures. Because you can also supplement with berberine to help control your glucose levels as they're starting to get elevated and not have to go on any kind of diabetic medication. And that's a natural mm -hmm. way to manage your um, your glucose levels. So, I mean, that's that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of great information. And this is a topic that I just have to say it's really important to both Armin and I. Both of our fathers had diabetes and were diabetics. Yeah. and and really suffered um well mm -hmm. in a lot of ways that was really unfortunate because they weren't taking care of themselves and uh you know it's it's it it was tough for me i know it was tough for you armin but you know that's why we do these right. shows both reality fitness and the nsp nutrition show is if we can help one person avoid that or any other health issue then yeah. job well done and it was well worth 
all the time that we spend planning it a show and taking our time to do the shows uh you know we want you to enjoy life we want you to be healthy and um this is a topic that like i said we've covered on both shows and it's pretty important to us so hopefully everyone either listening or watching got something out of it and we'll help them so uh anyway thank you for all the great content uh another great (laughs) job man another great job well, no problem. I'm looking forward to doing, doing it again next week. And, you know, hopefully everybody can give us some more ideas and stuff, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to next week. A- absolutely. I am as well. And and that's why we kind of have done this show for NSP is we believe in their products. We believe that they've helped both of us. We both take their products and supplements uh, mm-hmm. and has has really made an impact. And we want you to make an impact, too. If you have any topics you'd like us to cover, if you have suggestions for content or have any questions about the show, it's very easy. Just leave a comment in the YouTube section or you can email at support at nspnutrition.com. They'll get the questions to us and or or the topics or whatever you'd like us to cover. And we'll be glad to do that. Uh, you know. Armin's on there answering questions on YouTube. So you guys take advantage of this. I mean, shoot, Armin, you were on there the other day and gosh, you were answering yeah. all the questions on there, right? Well, yeah, I want to make sure we're uh, trying to address everything and keep, keep some clarity mm-hmm. in, into the content. So, yeah, I mean, it won't always be perfect. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, we're, we're here to, to get as, give as much help as we can. So, <laughs> right. Right. And, and gosh, we've already done, a show on Vince because it was requested. And then we did, yeah. uh, what was the other show on the diet? Uh, oh yeah. The organ, organ meats, organ meats. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we will listen yeah. to your input. We will do a show on or a, a segment on your information that you're curious about. So please make sure you get that in, uh, more importantly, just like or share the show with your friends or family maybe Mm -hmm. your workout buddy, uh, anything like that would be helpful. And we have all the content now is on the NSP nutrition homepage. Uh, if you go to the NSP nutrition show in the menu, all the information's right there to access both NSP and Frank Mills reality fitness. So take advantage of that. And, uh, Armin and I, we appreciate your support. We appreciate you joining us. And check back next week for another NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.